I'm Sarah Miller, and welcome to this week's episode of Understanding the Buyer Journey. Today, I'm again joined by Stacey Lewis, realestate.com.au's Market Research and Insights Manager. Today's focus will be exploring the process that buyers go through when purchasing a home, and specifically looking at the house and land space. Welcome back, Stacey. Hi, Sarah. Thanks uh, again for having me. I'm looking forward to this week focusing to house and land buyers, which is particularly relevant in the market today with the Home Builder Grant um, active. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, a pretty pretty good uh, time for house and land buyers with a lot of those grants coming through, and I'm sure we'll we'll get delve into the detail uh, very soon. But just before we do dive in, I wanted to share some background with our listeners on where this data has been sourced. So, if you listen to our first episode of the podcast, you'll know that each year the realestate.com.au research and insights team undertakes a new homes and apartments research project in collaboration with our research agency to unearth the most up-to-date audience insights for you, our builder and developer customers. If you haven't had a chance to visit the realestate.com.au development hub yet, I strongly suggest you head over to the site now to download the Understanding the Buyer Journey data pack. We will be exploring and unpacking some of that data today and looking at the insights and key takeaways that can be concluded and implemented within your business. Yeah, that's right, Sarah. So in this year's research, we uncovered many key themes and one that really stood out to me was the the buying journey and its complexities. We have noted quite a significant change in the the buyer journey or, or aspects that we haven't kind of measured before. And we are finding that that journey that buyers go through does involve a lot of research, compromise and decision making through that. Great. So to begin, Stacey, I can see that uh, similar to apartment buyers, the new house and land buyer journey has increased in length. So for house and land buyers, we're now seeing that that journey is on average 30% longer than the same time last year. Can you talk me through as to why that might be? Yeah, so I guess the first thing I wanted to highlight up front is that the research here was conducted at the start of this year, so in December, January, and the comparison point we had was to November 2018. So a little bit of a disclaimer, it is all pre-COVID, um, but what it does highlight when we, we talk to, to house and land buyers is, is those key concerns they have about purchasing is a lot to do with, with market, market conditions sorry, and, and buying at the right time. And I guess that we can kind of carry that forward to what's happening in the market today, obviously with that coming through. And we've seen that impact um, with the with the scramble to build with the home, bu- home builder grant, sorry, um, with an increase in visits to our new home section and also in inquiries since, since that grant has been announced. Yeah. So you can kind of see that impact. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a lot more uh, searching and, and consumers coming onto site, I know, uh, looking around that home builder grant. Um, it, it has been such an up and down year for the housing market. I mean, obviously, we had the impacts of the Banking Royal Commission from, from last year, which has no doubt played uh, a role in extending that journey time, given the impacts that those findings from the Royal Commission had on confidence. Um, but I guess these latest incentives from the government, coupled with uh, the existing grants and concessions that are available uh, to first-time buyers seem to have brought uh, those buyers back to the market, which is really great news. 
Stacey, another stat uh, from the research that I found really interesting is what is motivating house and land buyers. So it actually comes back, uh, you found, to more cultural norms, um, that, that really that dream, that great Aussie dream of owning property. Uh, how, how do you reconcile that finding with the site visitation increase we've seen, which is obviously more of a financial one around those grants? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Um, and this is this is quite interesting. So our research says that 62% uh, of new house and land buyers are driven to buy, um, you know, house and land based on that cultural influence, as you mentioned. Um, but of course, that's not to say finances don't have an impact, of course. And the way I look at this data where we've got obviously um, – people coming in and, and being influenced and I guess driven in terms of, I guess, that urgency factor by the financial incentives, it's still, we still know that the reason they want to buy, buy property is because of um, that underlying cultural, I guess, influence, which is quite strong in Australia compared to say some of your, your European or, you know, Asian countries as well. Um, so I would say that the, the financial incentives have just brought that forward. And actually one of the things we heard when we talked to people, when they were going through the process, um, one of the key concerns was, am I buying at the right time in the right market? So really what that, that incentive has, has done is it's given them a really clear indicator that now is the right time to buy. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's such a cultural phenomenon that, that great Aussie dream, you just, you don't see that sort of home ownership dream, you know, coming to the fore in other countries like you do here. And I think, you know, if you look at those sort of life stages, those sort of those first time buyers and we know anecdotally that first time buyers now are aged, um, you know, it used to be you sort of mid twenties. It's now sort of uh, early to mid thirties uh, first home buyers. And, and there's that, that real opportunity for people. Those buyers really want to create that security and, and they see that home ownership as, as that, as creating that security for them. And then, you know, looking at building families and wealth off the back of that. Um, we, we talked also, uh, Stacey, just, just to bring in uh, a couple of other areas, we talked um, last episode about settlement risk um, and we talked about that with new apartment buyers. Do, is there a role, does settlement risk play a role in, in, um, in some of the findings from your research for new uh, house and land buyers? Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to explore this with both audiences and it was actually a really similar story, which was a little bit surprising to me. So 60% of new of house and land buyers are aware of settlement risk. Um, and that that's similar to what we heard in the new apartments market, but that again means that 40% of that audience are not aware. And I think what's, what's interesting about this when we, we think about house and land specifically is we need to consider settlement risk in, in relation to the actual market we're dealing with. So it's something that REA has been talking about a lot but and, and the broader, I guess, media, that we're not dealing with, with an economic crisis, we're dealing with a health crisis. So, of course, we're seeing the market affected but I think if you are, you know, as a, as a buyer, I think you're in a better position purchasing in the house and land space because obviously the financial incentives are still really strong. 
And once COVID is under control or they find a vaccine, easier said than done, I know, but, you know. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that, that comes up sooner rather than later. Our assumption is that the market should kind of kick back into gear a little bit. And then if you consider that in the context of settlement risk and what their expectations are in terms of the market potentially bouncing back, then I think it's actually a really good position to be in from, from the position of a, of a house and land buyer. Yeah, fantastic. And I think we spoke previously about that need for that education piece around for those buyers around settlement risk and some of the other potential, not problems, but uh, red flags that may come up uh, for buyers. And, uh, you know, it's obviously really relevant in the house and land space as well. And and as I've said, I think there's real opportunity for realestate.com.au to work really proactively with our customers to help educate the buyers in that space. And I think that's something we should really look forward to doing. So, uh, Stacey, in, in terms of the process that house and land buyers go through, we, we talked about some key anxieties and the new apartments discussion we had. Are we seeing similar things in terms of house and land buyers? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it was, it was really similar. So, some of the key things that we, we highlighted was obviously market conditions we've talked about. We talked about um, in our previous vlogs that we, we recorded around quality and that process complexity and that decision making. Um, and, and we see that reflected in, in the emotions that people um, experience as they go through the journey to purchase a home as well. So, Overall, it is actually a really positive experience for for buyers. So 76% of buyers said they were really excited, but there are still levels of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed and confusion. So almost almost half of buyers also said they were anxious and and overwhelmed as well, and 21% said they were were confused. Um, And I think these feelings can be linked to financial and and market uncertainty through the process, as well as those other those other aspects um, I I mentioned. And I think what you were talking about, about, you know, helping them through the journey and building that knowledge piece, it's really important here because when you look at the emotions that they experience as they move through the journey, you can see it corresponds to them building knowledge and and growing in confidence. So they're actually moving through as they build that knowledge base. So in terms of helping them kind of get to that point where they're confident enough to make the right decision, the best way you can do that is to actually help them feel informed. And then you're going to push them through that journey quicker as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as with anything, the more information that you have and, and, you know, knowledge about the tools that are available for you to be able to use to help you at that, as you said, is going to lessen that. And, you know, it's understandable that there is some anxiety around it. I mean, you know, buying a house is, you know, usually uh, the biggest financial decision that you'll make in your life. So it's logical that that comes with a little bit of angst, a little bit of trepidation around, oh my goodness, I'm spending, you know, all of this money. But we know obviously that the positives uh, that come post um, that purchase around, you know, you've got your own little patch, you've got your great Australian dream, um, obviously, you know, uh, come to far outweigh the negatives associated with the process. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Stacey, thanks again for joining me. Uh, I really hope our listeners at home have enjoyed the series so far and we look forward to welcoming you back to next week's episode where I'll be joined by Third Eye Group's Sales and Marketing Director, Luke Berry and Porter Davis Homes Director Paul Wolf to discuss display suites and their role in the buyer journey. 
So in the meantime, uh, if you'd like to learn more about the buyer journey, make sure that you head to the realestate.com.au development hub uh, where you can download all the information you need. Thanks again, Stacey, and uh, we'll chat to you again hopefully soon. Thanks, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.